0: Welcome to Sustainability Podcast. Our podcast brings you interviews with innovative pioneers, change makers, young leaders, social workers, academicians, and industry thought leaders related to the field of sustainable supply chain. Our goal is to provide sustainability professionals, young managers, academicians, and anyone who is eager to make a sustainable impact. And I'm your host, Vishali Beth. Hello everyone, so today our guest is Vipka Rasmussen. Vipka is working with BearingPoint since beginning of 2019 in a newly founded role as firmwide CSR lead. The BearingPoint holding is a consulting company that specializes in management and technology. BearingPoint employs around 4,000 people in 22 countries. The head office of the parent company of Bering Point is Amsterdam. Wipke has a PhD in fairness and economy. She has also worked in the non-profit context in cross-sector cooperation. She has been a project lead for Stifter Verband for the Deutsche Wissenschaft, supporting foundations with strategic work for Teach First Deutschland and also she has worked at universities of applied science, teaching nonprofit management and non-profit marketing. So let's welcome Vipke and she will be discussing about the CSR, the culture and the diversity in the Bering Point world. Vipka, welcome to our show. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So here's the first question. Sustainability is a
1: global topic today. What does it mean for Bearing Point as a consulting company? For Bearing Point, uh, which is a technology consulting firm, sustainability is guiding our doing and it's an ongoing ambition for us. Let's frame it like that. Is this even integrated in our core beliefs especially with the principle stewardship we see that as the act of caring for or improving with time and for us that means to take on responsibility in the long term and on all levels that affect our business or that our business is affected by and well for me it is it's marvelous to see how the idea of sustainability has a hopefully long-term momentum in society so corporates seem to understand that sustainability is both ethically desired but also a business case today and i guess we will all agree today that organisations companies countries they will only be successful in the long run when they act in a responsible and sustainable way and for us as a consulting firm well we we have accompanied the shift from focusing economic sustainability to seeing that well, only if what is ecologically and socially sustainable will be economically sustainable in the future. And well, that paradigm shift comes with a need for consulting. And so mm. we come into the play. And um, we see it as our job to understand what our clients are challenged by in terms of sustainability. And we are conducting studies on the relevance on topics like green business, green supply chain, green bonds, we're certainly seeing that organizations define the need to become greener. Uh, for example, we have a study, Supply Chain Monitor, it is called, and therein um, it is shown that almost half of the respondents say that their companies had increased the number of employees working on sustainability topics. And that reflects yeah, visibly the increase in efforts in both social and environmental terms. We have teams working on green bonds and sustainable finance, green supply chain management. We have solutions created like LogEC, which is a tool to create transparency on emission in supply chains. We're working on green IT for the federal governance. So, yeah, we try to fill that gap um, industry-specific. We're not a sustainability consulting firm in a, in a narrow sense, but we see that we can connect sustainability to what we are doing yeah, in, on general terms.
0: As most of the companies, Bearing Point also has a sustainability strategy. But how do you bring about a strategic paradigm shift in the company?
1: Yeah, perhaps let me start with what we focused on with our sustainability strategy. So we defined, which is, I guess, common logic in the corporate world, three pillars of activity, which is for us, people, planet and society. And for all these pillars, we have addressed activity fields, like, for example, in the planet um, pillow, we have defined an ambition of, of course, being um, more sensitive with regards to resources that we invest, um, natural resources, and to reduce traveling or more, yeah, mm-hmm. turning towards more eco-friendly traveling. And um, this whole strategy, of course, needs to be brought to life. And of course, it's a tough cookie, even for us internally to. For us, it's a cultural change as well. Yeah. So we are progressing. It's a it's an ongoing process to address the current challenges that the CSR topic um, is uh, facing or that yeah. we are facing with regards to that. For us, we we need and to have to to have the support from our top management, of course, because they have to lead by example. Yes. They have to yeah. give us the support, and that they do we defined a csr and therein especially diversity inclusion a strategic priority within mm-hmm. bearing point but of course we also know that sustainability must be not only pushed from the top but also pulled from the bottom mm-hmm. so for us as a people business consulting is people business we do not produce anything which is like manifest and that's tangible so that's yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's it's all related to our people and we need their engagement and their mm-hmm. support in order to be really sustainable and yeah, to do so, we need to have a clear strategic vision. We've currently mm-hmm. revised that to make it yeah, a firm-wide strategy. So far, we have a lot of regional activities going on and we have started defining what our ambition and goals are for firm initiatives. And, um, of course, we need to communicate and inform yes. our people and have to give them room to engage within mm-hmm. these initiatives, which is, of course... Um, yeah a lot of corporate volunteering Mm -hmm. but of course we need our people to become more aware for how to travel sustainably because consulting is a travel business business. yeah as I mentioned an ongoing process but we're working on that and communication is the base. And do you believe
0: making CSR a business logic will lead to sustainable futures? I'm
1: convinced um, that companies (laughs) next to politics can make the difference in creating sustainable futures. In the end, it is companies who generate a big part of the emission and waste that is produced in the world. It is companies too that decide how to deliver the products and services to their clients and to the consumers. And I mean, when I open up LinkedIn, we yeah. met over LinkedIn, yes. um, every day I read on how companies test differently designed packaging. They refrain from using plastic and so forth. So I see that there's a lot of moving forward. Mm-hmm. Bigger companies Companies um, They have the power um, over their suppliers. So um, they have a big impact on supplier sustainability too. So they are multipliers in the best sense. And corporates in general can be change makers and even corporates like Bearing Point. As I mentioned, we're not a production industry, but um, in the end, we have people here. We have as you mentioned, 4,000 people Mm -hmm. in the narrow sense of Bearing Point, but a network of 10,000 people. And if we are successful in um, reaching out to these people, creating their awareness of how to consume and travel greener and more socially considerate, there is a potential butterfly effect of our people too. So I guess that cannot be overestimated. Yeah. Great.
0: And what is the
1: vision and steps you are planning for Bearing Point to achieve this goal? Yeah, as I mentioned, it's, it's more or less about yeah, getting clear strategic guidelines. We're currently working on that and to communicate on that and to constantly communicate on that. So it's, um, it's really not done with providing a website and yeah, telling what we want to achieve. But mm-hmm. it's, of course, giving room, creating incentives to cooperate with us, both externally and internally, to give our people room to engage and to give them idea of how they can contribute to really making an impact.
0: And there is also a Bearing Point Foundation. How it is contributing to your goal?
1: Yeah, the Bearing Point Foundation is... To make that clear, it's just a virtual in- entity. So okay. it's um, it's not really like an existing foundation, mm-hmm. but we frame our doing towards or for the benefit of society with Bearing Point Foundation to make it clear that it is a field of responsibility, but it is beyond our core business. And um, we want to positively impact society, of course, and we see a responsibility there too. And frankly, we are currently uh, revising the purpose of this foundation because we learned since the launch of this entity that there is room for improvement right now. And the new focus will be um, on the one hand, reaching out to people with short term and hands on activities in the neighborhood of our offices, Mm -hmm. mostly um, planned and conducted by the people themselves. But apart from that, and more strategically focused, um, we are working on a pro bono concept um, to support Social purpose organizations like nonprofits and um, social startups, yet yeah, to scale their doing because, I mean, we are aware we are not a charity ourselves, but what we can do is bring in our skills to enable these like real social experts mm-hmm. to do their work even better. And I mean, we see that digitalization is a big challenge, not yes. only for our clients, like the Um, The general clients, the corporate clients, but also for nonprofits and nonprofits like resources and expertise to get a clear understanding how digitalization may help their doing. And I guess that we can deliver and make a real difference for them. And is there also a kind of an effort to use this foundation for developing countries? Mm, I mean, we're currently not focusing on developing countries. Mm-hmm. In the end, we are focusing on the format, which is pro bono consulting. Okay. So we do not exclude organizations from developing countries, mm-hmm. from our offerings. For us, of course, it is easier and more direct to reach out to organizations yeah, which are in our neighborhoods and which are closer yes. to us. And at the end, there might also be organizations which do their business from Germany, but supporting and cooperating with business or businesses, nonprofits in developing countries too. But this foundation is open for all countries yeah. if they want to use exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If they get to know about us, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh,
0: so I read that Bearing Point is working also in the domain of diversity and culture. Can you elaborate some of these initiatives? That's a topic for itself. I mean, yeah. if you want to
1: open up a, a podcast on that <laughs> um, on that topic, would be great. Uh, but um, just take we yeah, sneak yeah. into that. I mean, like many other businesses, we started the diversity, inclusion, and equality work uh, with a focus on women because I mean, it's obvious, it's evident that they need representation. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the last couple of years, we also learned well. It's it's not only women; we need to work on having an inclusive culture and that goes along with getting an understanding that everybody me you everybody here in this company is facing unconscious bias like biases they are not even aware of and that is not yeah not necessarily targeted for um, one group Mm -hmm. and so this is currently our challenge to um, not a challenge but the focus that we want to put energy Mm -hmm. on to create awareness of like everybody is unique everybody is welcome Mm -hmm. and getting like an ambassador and ally network. Um, mm-hmm. So not only concentrating on specific groups like women, LGBTQ, mm-hmm. which are out there and which have the networks and which we support, of course, but added to that and beyond that, yeah, working on positive culture, a culture of equal opportunity for everybody.
0: And what are the other categories maybe you can touch upon? Like you said about mm-hmm. women, LGBT, mm-hmm. what are the other bias you can just uh, tell to our listeners?
1: Mm, what potential bias could be yeah i mean it's subtle bias don't you Mm -hmm. think i mean in the end we are a european company Mm -hmm. and we're working across borders across Mm -hmm. regions and of course we have different cultural traditions of course and even traditions in how we work and Mm -hmm. how we communicate with one another Mm -hmm. creating awareness for that and not doing interpretations which are wrong because Mm -hmm. we We do not ask and we we did not discuss on that. Mm -hmm. That really makes things more complicated than they have to be. So it's not only a matter of bias, but also a matter of not knowing. So I guess these both, what has been to be addressed. And when it comes to bias, I would say there is a collection and it's very individual. So um, I'm not quite sure if there are general prejudices Mm -hmm. that um, people are facing, but I mean, I've been doing a study like years back when I was working at university on um, gender stereotypes, yeah. and there are stereotypes. So whenever a woman speaks up, um, she is yeah, she is seen as as um, as screaming, as as being annoying or something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean everybody is facing bias and. Yeah, it's hard for me, obviously, to describe yeah, that in categories. Yes, yeah. yeah, But, Vipka you have a tough job, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's fun, too. Yeah. yeah, it's a challenge, but it's a positive challenge. And I see a lot of energy here and a lot of activities. And I mean, my job is, is a good job. It's coordinating things that are already there and just give it an umbrella, I would say. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Do you
0: also involve your employees in social activities,
1: Yeah, yeah. As I mentioned, we are, I mean, all our activities are more or less based on our people engagement. Mm -hmm. It's voluntary, of course. So we do not uh, want to force people to engage, especially when it comes to pro bono consulting Mm -hmm. or to um, social activities. But we want to set incentives to do so.
0: And maybe in future, do you also plan to include in their objective setting, yearly objective Mm -hmm. setting? That's a good question. If you ask me, just (laughs) maybe 5% or 10% of their objective
1: setting is based on maybe some voluntary services they are doing. It's not planned in this uh, very strict form. I mean, what we're doing right now, it's not part of the official goal setting. But um, we have in our our conversations that by the end of the year um, with each team member, there is a part um, of the discussion addressing the field of how did you contribute to Bearing Point culture. And I mean, there is a plethora of possibilities, of course. You can engage in an affinity network within the diversity inclusion um, work, but you can also contribute by partaking in a pro bono um, project. So that is part of the conversation, but it's not like paying in the goal setting itself yeah. okay and
0: with all these efforts csr diversity culture do you think it's the foundation for sustainable future and sustainable supply chain overall
1: uh, i would give it a big yes uh, <laughs> it's it's the groundwork that needs to be done to make a sustainability like a matter of fact and i do not want to overestimate like my personal role here but i guess it's the whole CSR network at Bearing Point, which consists of firm functions on the one hand and regional leads on the other hand. And they have a lot of experience and regional perspective. Um, they bring our strategic thoughts to life. And um, it's really important to give sustainability like this governance structures and thus a lasting and visible platform at Bearing Point. Yeah.
0: And do you have a timeline for yourself when you want to see it 100% implemented?
1: To be honest, not right now. I guess um, it's it's a step by step approach, and um, we celebrate all our successes. So we do not have like an overall ambition for like in five years. The whole agenda yes. has come to life. Yeah, we take that step by step. We have an overall ambition. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, it's work in progress in terms of how we develop and how the CSR topic develops. So mm-hmm. I guess we will never be finished. Yeah, it's an yeah. ongoing process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, great. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And it's no surprise that many large multinational corporations are paying increased attention to sustainability oriented frameworks what sustainability oriented
1: culture looks like to you maybe three uh, years down the line yeah well, it, it would be great if in the future we would not have CSR departments anymore. <laughs> I've been working in the nonprofit uh, sector before and in the end, every nonprofit works for a status where they are not relevant anymore too. So I guess it's the same logic that I bring to this function. But if CSR departments um, are not needed anymore. That means uh, that it is a matter of fact and that it is woven into corporate yes, DNA. Yeah. And I guess that is the ambition that you should strive for but perhaps let's make it a 10-year vision and not a three-year goal okay (laughs) and my last
0: question what's one piece of advice you can give to professionals on how
1: they can choose a company which is sustainable for the future it depends Um, as mentioned any corporate can or should contribute to a sustainable future so the question is where are they currently standing now? So would you like to work for a company which is pioneering sustainability, like a green or a social enterprise? I mean, yeah. these like uh, out themselves by uh, thought leadership and by yeah, by providing innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like media is talking about these these corporates. But um, on the other hand, it is equally important to bring sustainable thinking to a company which is on the way and um, still in the change process. And the impact you may have there is relevant, too. So it may depend on um, your personality and your stamina. And I guess if you want to promote sustainable thinking, you may do so everywhere. In some places, you will just face different obstacles. So
0: good. Thank you so much for being on our show and sharing your view and insights with our listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you. That's it from this episode from Sustainability. We would love to hear from you. If you have any feedback, ideas, questions or any suggestions for our next guest, please email them to us. If you like our episode, we will be happy to see you subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Till then, happy sustainability.